to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me, as always, is the man with no plan today as we just kind of are winging it today after Mm -hmm. we just did stoppage time. We're like, we got time. Let's do it. Logan Stump. How's it going? Yeah, I, I, I'm You're often still wearing a stoppage shirt. <laughs> I am. Please don't listen. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, go ahead and listen. If you like Premier League, which yeah, I know a lot of you do out there. I've seen you. I've seen you like my tweets. Um, our tweets. Sorry. Um, I, I, you know, I am a man with no plan, and I often get fired for it. Um, yes, yeah, so on FIFA. Yeah, I think it says that on the back of the, the shirt, but. <laughs> The beautiful game with no plan. <laughs> so <it's a> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we are talking MLS transfers and the action that happened midweek and on the weekend uh, this week. Um, so let's not waste any more time. We're also going to talk some League's Cup, which is uh, leg ones are uh, starting on the 10th. Uh, so that's the day that we're releasing this episode is August 10th. So yeah, let's let's go ahead and get to it here. As oh man, this could have broke during stoppage time, but Roma have agreed a fee with Chelsea for Tammy Abraham. Okay, well, there you go. There we go. Uh, not MLS related, but uh, you know uh, something related to our <laughs> stoppage time. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna talk. Uh, let's start with the games. I guess. Uh, so we're going to start with the games. And this week I uh, had a bunch of games. We had the midweek games and we had the uh, shoot. I have to go back a step. Okay. And then we had the, uh, if the would load, we had the games on the weekend. <laughs> Why is this taking so long? Okay. We had games. Yeah. So Wednesday we had the revs. Hold on with Nashville for a draw, nil-nil at Gillette Stadium. That was one of the ones I think we said to watch out for, right? Yeah. Uh, we had the crew lose to D.C. United 4-2 in Columbus. We had Montreal draw with Atlanta to Atlanta's favorite scoreline of 2-2. <laughs> we had the Philadelphia Union strike back. They beat Toronto 3-0. Um. Chicago drew with NYCFC as Chicago continued to be uh, climbing up the charts here. 
like a uh, like a uh, hit singer would. Uh, I, I was going to go for a topical reference, but I don't know what kids listen to these days. New York Red Bulls nil, Cincinnati nil. Orlando draw with Miami 1-1. Austin got a win over Houston. Uh, 3-2. And you think that that would calm the Austin fans down? No. Wait until the weekend. Uh, Seattle won, Dallas won. Dallas been putting on a good run lately. We'll talk about that in a bit. Galaxy won over RSL. Uh Kansas City beating LAFC 4 to 1 and then Portland drawing with San Jose 1-1. Then on Saturday we had Cincinnati and Orlando draw as Nani came onto the pitch and scored a goal. Uh Columbus loses uh 2-3, uh 3 to 2 to Atlanta in Columbus. That's a very tough stretch there and Atlanta just gets past that uh that two two <laughs> score line that they love so much uh as Atlanta score uh late in the game here. Uh no they didn't. Never mind. I was uh misremembering that. But uh, they scored in the 65th minute three one. Santos scored a penalty late on uh to make it three two. Then we had uh Minnesota two Houston nil TFC 2, NYCFC 2. Dallas got the win over Austin 2-0. That's where Austin fans are really upset because they rested a lot of players. Colorado nil, Kansas City nil. And then Portland 3-2 over RSL. Then on Sunday, we had Chicago beat New York Red Bulls 2-1. Miami getting one over on Nashville somehow, 2-1. The Revs continuing to roll on, winning 2-1. I forgot that this was the scoreline of the day. Uh, San Jose uh, 2, LAFC 1, DC United 2, Montreal 1. And the only game that did not end that way is LA Galaxy 1, Vancouver 1, as we were hoping for a winner in that match to make it another 2-1 scoreline. But they had to ruin it for us. Okay, so what sticks out to you all with uh, with all that right there? As we're going to look at the the standings in a bit, but just uh, any of those score lines that really shocked you here? I was going to say LA and Vancouver one one. That's just not acceptable for our betting friends. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I, I think the biggest things that really stand out to me, um, I guess, the Columbus losses. Um, I, I, you know, a team that we all predicted. All I mean, literally everybody. I think if you go down the line. And look at most people, they predicted Columbus to be this like juggernaut in the East, right? Um, but now, I mean, it, it, they are very vulnerable. Uh, it, it's a team that is currently sitting in seventh. Um, but there are teams that are just like sneaking up and, and kind of keeping even with them that I don't think many thought. Like if I started the season, Jordan, and I said, DC United and Montreal and Columbus are going to be battling for the six, seven spot in the playoffs you probably would have thought I was nuts. Um, <laughs> you'd have been like, uh, you don't watch much FIFA. Um, not FIFA. It's not FIFA. It's called uh, MLS. Um, You're right. I don't watch FIFA. FIFA. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> um, but no, I think that that's the biggest thing. I think when you look at this, uh, these score lines, I think Columbus and, and just uh, the concerns. I know people keep going, you know, they're coming around. They'll come around. Like, no, they'll be better. They've been playing uh, bad all yeah. year if you look at the metrics. Yeah. And, and you know, you look at Molino, you're like, okay, he's going to be coming around. He's going to be playing. Well, I mean, he's having a hard time finding consistent playing time. He's been injured. 
Um, it's just been a really tough stretch for Columbus. And kudos to D.C. and Montreal. Um, they, they've really taken advantage of an Atlanta team that's been underperforming, a New York Red Bulls team that's underperforming, um, and then a Chicago, Miami, Cincinnati, and Toronto that's just been awful. Um, so, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is Columbus. Uh, it's just it's shocking to me. Three straight losses, um, and they play fire next. If they lose to the fire, uh, it might be a dumpster fire uh, at lower.com field or whatever they call the thing. So we got uh, we got New England in first. Ten points up on Orlando. Orlando has a game in hand, though. Got Orlando in second with 30. Then NYCFC in third. Philly in fourth. Nashville down to fifth now. DC up to six. Columbus in seventh. Like you mentioned, Montreal in eighth. New York Red Bulls in ninth. Atlanta in tenth. Chicago rising up to uh, 11th. They've been getting some wins here and there. Miami in 12th. Cincinnati in 13th. And guess who's back on bottom in the east? Toronto, as Miami has leapfrogged them with the big win against Nashville. So a lot going on in the East here. I'm still starting to think that that line might be at eighth place now Mm -hmm. because there's a four-point gap between Montreal and New York. Anything can happen. But I do think you're looking at Montreal on up as being legitimate contenders for uh, the seventh spot. And uh, that means that, you know, unless the Red Bulls really kick it in the gear, but they haven't. Atlanta uh, still haven't. Uh, Chicago starting to, but, you know, they're actually, when you look at them, they're six points back of Montreal and seven points back of Columbus. So that's going to take a bit to get going. But it's a lot going on here in the East. Uh, I would agree with you. The Columbus ones are a surprise because we all thought that they would be you know, everything in the offseason, we're like, oh, man, this team that just won and was close to winning Supporter Shield and all this stuff, you know, they were not far off of that. They they win the MLS Cup. Then they sign Kevin Molino. Uh, you know, they, they add more players to their team. And you're like, how are they not going to run away with the East? But who have we had running away with the East? New England. That's, uh, that's MLS for you, I guess, right? Yeah. We thought it was going to be the team in – uh, seventh and it's the team in first and if we look at the gap between seventh and first it's 16 points 16 points between columbus and new england at this point i think new england is supporter shield favorites right we've kind of talked yeah. about it with greg when we had him on but mm-hmm. i mean even seattle has slowed down at a point their injuries caught up to them new england while they are missing Harlo, uh, carlos you know heel and a lot saw a lot of sentiment on union twitter yesterday that New England isn't as good as their record shows. Uh, I really think that, you know, because we played the Union, played the kids last night. Mm-hmm. They went out there, had fun. Qu- um, the, uh, you know, Paxton Aronson scores his first goal in his first start. A lot of excitement there. But, you know, Union had chances. They had chances to win and to equalize that game, and they didn't. But also, this is not a full-strength New England that we're looking at to say that, you know, this is really, what, their second game without uh without heel mm-hmm. right so it is uh look that's they're going to need that buffer zone there too and they have that buffer zone with the 10 points and i think that they're in a pretty good spot i can't i just don't know who else challenges them for supporter shield other than kansas city and sounders but they, they've kind of both hit some rough patches at times yeah and, and i think to highlight um just a couple things montreal lost four of their last five um, they drew that fifth match. 
Uh, I would say Columbus lost three of their last, you know, th their last three, sorry. Um, Red Bulls have lost three of their last five. Uh, you're looking at Atlanta United, Chicago, and Inter, who have actually drawn and then won. So it's like <laughs> they're gaining some ground. But it, it's, again, it's like that seventh spot is more about, like, who's going who's gonna to blow it rather than who's going to take that spot. Um, it, it just seems like those teams are in a weird place. Uh, DC United, had it not been for Bruce Arena and just his storm uh, of games here and just how well New England's playing, how the Sounders are playing, and maybe Peter Ramiz, but I do think Aaron Lasada's got to have some votes for, for manager of the year just because of, I mean, this is a team that, I mean, people were picking 13th, 12th, maybe wooden spoon if, if things fell correctly. Um, and I know we had them low, so it's, you know, I, I think it – well. I did have them low, but I said in, but, in our yeah. preview show, yeah. I said it really depends on how hot they get out of the start and with yep. uh, Hernan Lasada. And I, I thought he was going to be the difference maker, and he has been. He's been yep. he's been really great for them, and it's crazy to see them climbing these charts. Yeah. And like you said, New England, uh, I guess the class of the East, the class of the whole league, I think they're in a different realm right now. Uh, but, again, Carlos Heel. Is he going to miss more time than expected? Uh, there were reports out there where Bruce, um, not reports, there, there had been things that Bruce had said in a, in a press conference um, where he said that that the that the injury is not as clear as they hoped it would be. It's it's more of like a muscle issue, and, and they're hoping that as time goes on, he can get healthier. But that like that kind of injury seems like one of those ones that just kind of lingers. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how New England bounces back. I think this year they're actually set up better just because the way Buchanan's been playing. Uh, the way Books has played, the way Bo's played, I think that this team looks better than they looked last year without Heal because I think they they've gotten enough games underneath themselves to feel confident that they could do this without Heal. Um, but that being said, if they get to playoff time and he's still missing, uh, you, you you might see this team take a little bit of a step backwards just because that's a really big piece that you need. And I think because they're so confident right now. Anything could happen to where if they start getting beat a couple of times without heel, it, it could get ugly. But again, they're a they beatable have, team. Yeah, they're they're a beatable they team, and and yeah. that's what like what MLS is is while this in any other league you're looking like okay, I think this is already over, right? To no. the point of now you're like we're gonna get in the playoffs and something's gonna happen and they're probably mm -hmm. gonna lose uh, yeah. before they get to the the cup or whatever. Um, same way everybody was looking at the union last year and like they're so good at home they do all this stuff and then we play revs at home and lose you know it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just and we've beaten them so many times to get to the supporter shield at mm -hmm. our home you know and it just happens like that sometimes so uh we'll see uh let's quickly talk western conference then here um kansas city is now on top in the west crazy they have 34 points to um uh to seattle's 33 they have the even amount of games played with 18 la is at 32 points then you have colorado minnesota portland and lafc portland is kind of flirting with the you know they're up and down in these playoff standings yeah. you have salt lake in eighth dallas who's risen all the way up to, to ninth now with 21 points san jose in 10th with 21 points then you have houston Austin and Vancouver to round it out right now. Um, Austin fans very upset that they benched a lot of players away from home saying it disrespected the fans. My question is, wouldn't it disrespect them more to bench those players at home 
when most of your crowd is a fit. So I don't know when else you're supposed to rotate. And I get it. They're like, oh, you know, Pochettino finally found his rhythm. You benched him. He won, you know, like player of the week or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I, I Look, Josh Wolf is not going anywhere this season. So really, if you're Wolf in or Wolf out, you got to just buckle up because it's he, he's staying this season at least, and then the pressure probably will be on him next year if things don't improve. But you typically don't hire a first-time manager if you're going to just ship him out in the middle of the season. So now obviously you can still be upset about that. And I think what you have to direct that towards is pre-court because he had hired him before Claudio Reyna even took over as a general manager. So it's not even like Claudio Reyna picked him. Uh, So I think that's where you kind of have to direct that towards is pre-court. He, you know, how many times we talk about how these teams have to nail their managers uh, Atlanta going through a huge tough time after nailing their first tire, suffering through the next tires. That Miami hasn't nailed them. Cincinnati hasn't nailed them. You know, you don't want Austin to become one of those. But really, I think it shows pre-court was just happy to get the team in a new market that is a rising market than he was about ever really putting a team that's going to win out there. Yeah, they don't score. Uh, they don't create. They don't do a whole lot in attack. Uh, I think that the defense was something that we, I know I was harping about uh, early on, but I mean, their defenses look probably better than anybody. And a lot of that has to do with Stuber, but I, yeah. I, and like, you know, I think with Josh Wolf too, I think part of the excitement is there because Greg Berhalter is doing well with the U S men's national team. And it's kind of like that same system. He grew up under Greg as a coach. You're looking at Josh going, Hey man, where's our <laughs> where's our success? But they just mm-hmm. don't have. They, like, think about this, Austin. Like, you don't have the players in place yet. Like, you're the ones that are so hard on your players, just like you should be. But you've got to remember, like, Redis is is he going to be there next year? Like, are these players going to be there next year? Are they going to bring in somebody? Precourt's going to spend money. Trust me, he's very proud. Right? He's been very very adamant about bringing a team to Austin. Wanted to leave Columbus. He's going to spend money and probably lots of it. And you're going to become mm-hmm. a pretty big soccer city. I think it's going to take time. Success isn't born overnight. Atlanta got lucky. Look at the rest of the teams. Orlando sucked forever. Cincinnati's going to suck forever. I mean, it's going <laughs> to. Sorry, Cincinnati. I don't mean to put off anybody, but it's just it's part of the process, right? LAFC had a ton of money. They went out and spent a ton of it. Precourt didn't just inherit a pocket full of cash like they did in LAFC. LAFC built a stadium in a city that doesn't ever let people build stadiums in it. So it's, you know, it, that's how much money and influence this team has. LA is a city that people want to go to. Austin's just up and coming. People aren't going, I'm going to go to Austin, Texas. Give it time. I I, I get it. I understand uh, as an Orlando fan. Uh, and I know I haven't been around long, but I mean, that was a really rough stretch that Orlando went through before Oscar got here. And once Oscar got here, it was fine. Um, you know, and I think that that's something that's coming to Austin. I just don't think you need to think it comes immediately. I get you want your team to play well, but this team is, I mean, it, attack-wise, it's a bottom-of-the-league team. They just don't have anything. Expansion teams in every sport, too, really do mm-hmm. struggle. They do. Typically. Uh, you don't get a lot of Atlantas where they just kind of come in and 
And well, and then I know Houston fans will say, "Well, we came in and won the league back to back years." That yeah. was a move from San Jose to Houston, yeah. and they didn't have to build a new squad; they just took all their same players. And that and was, was a team, team, and it was a team that was really good in San Jose yeah. that they moved to Houston. So, uh, yeah, not really the same situation there. Um, look at the table, though, Jordan. Like, yeah. <laughs> look at the West. One through okay, so we said one through eight, nine. If we're being friendly in the East, this table is like. Realistically, if you look at the the spots between four all the way down to tenth, tenth, they could literally interchange yeah. with each They've other. They've been interchanged. <laughs> We've had Salt Lake in the top. We've had yeah. San Jose in the top at some point. Portland's We've had Houston in the top at some yeah. point. But. Uh, yeah, and then we've had Portland back up there when they were down for a while. <laughs> Minnesota was at the bottom in the first four <laughs> yeah. weeks. I mean, it's it's crazy what's going on in the West. And now you also have the winner of the Western Conference being up for grabs with Kansas City, Seattle, and L.A. all within two points of each other, which is Colorado could be crazy. there if they win their Colorado, yeah. They're only four points back of L.A. And that's what we're talking about, the top four spots that everybody wanted to covet. Three of those have kind of staked that claim unless they continue to fall. But I, I think those three are pretty much locked in, and it's looking like going to be between Colorado, Minnesota, Portland, LAFC for that fourth place. Mm-hmm. I don't think many other teams can get up to fourth. I'm not looking at, like, I think Salt Lake and Dallas and San Jose could sneak into the playoffs, no doubt. But I think that the, the where we have to draw the line for fourth place is probably LAFC. Is there concern for LAFC? I mean, they, they've dropped games here. They haven't won in five games, matches. Um, Carlos Vela, five goals. Not really that creative. Um, I will say they've got – I mean, they create big chances. Uh, they're second in the league in big chances with 43. That's right under the Revs, and the Revs have scored boatloads. Um, their average possession, which Bradley likes to play. I mean, they've got their fourth in average possession. I mean, I know you can't really take possession there, but you've got shots on target. They're fifth. Uh, they seem like a team that's good in attack. I guess the issue is trying to keep that goal differential. They're, they're minus one in the goal differential. They don't really defend that well. But, I mean, is this a team, Jordan, that you think if you're looking at the ones there that you're most shocked by? I mean, I guess I'd be lying if I said no. I mean, we, yeah. had, them, we had them both in second, second place. Yeah. Um, but uh, – with the way that it's been working out this year, I'm not surprised yeah. that they're in seventh. And I think that they could slip out of there and you could have a team like Dallas who's hot to go up, but it really all depends on this is where we're going to start getting into that time where things can propel you or, or not. Right. Like mm-hmm. when we look at when um, Schmetzer came into Seattle, it was in like, you know, July or, or August of that year. And they go on and win MLS cup in 2016. And it's one of those, it's, it's never too late. And you know what? I think with LAFC, if they can get healthy, if they can figure out what their issues are, if they can just make the playoffs, I still wouldn't want to face them Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. And I know people will be like, well, they haven't actually done anything in the playoffs. Why would you say that? Because, that's how MLS is, man. I mean, yeah. this happens, right? Like, you know, crew weren't the number one seed in the East. Uh, you know, some of these teams are never like the team that's number one in their conference that goes on and wins the, the whole dang thing. So, 
you know what? I mean, like if if Kansas City win the West, they have a shot at winning MLS Cup, but they haven't mm-hmm. won MLS Cup since 2013, and they've been constantly in the top of the West. So I right. might be like, you know, there there's upsets that happen, but I definitely like if LAFC get hot enough at a certain time, I wouldn't want to face them at all. You would want to face a team like uh, like LA Galaxy who have given up 28 goals, or Portland has given up 29. You know, LAFC has given up 25, but that's still they're still not giving up as many goals as LA uh, Galaxy and Portland. So, like, if I'm in the playoffs, I'm like, give me Portland or Galaxy at this point. If I think that I can stop them from scoring, then I have a pretty good chance of scoring on them. I can't wait till we get the playoffs. I really can't. That's like, what, uh, October or something? Can't wait for that. And yeah, like beginning of November. I think it's the second week of November. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver at the bottom along with Austin. I'm starting to think maybe Austin could go for Wooden Spoon. But yeah, They'll get something out of the season. Yeah, there you go. Some sort of trophy. Right. Um, not the one you want. But no. uh, how many people can say they won Wooden Spoon? Right? you got to so, collect them all. <laughs> you got to collect them all at some point. Um. But yeah, so I, I, I think they should be a little worried. They are. The fans are freaking out. But I think that it's an, like if I'm Vancouver fans, I'm like, oh, we can't even beat the expansion team. Like we can't even jump over the expansion team right now. Mm-hmm. Vancouver started off like top of the West. They beat Portland week one. Yeah. Uh, then then have just plummeted. They've only had three wins, so they've only won two games since week one. But yeah, if I'm a Vancouver fan, I'm like, look, we need to we need to get Austin at the bottom because mm-hmm. we are not an expansion team. We should be doing better than we are. Where did we have Vancouver? Uh, oh, we had them last place. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We're nailing that. We got it right. <laughs> we're nailing it. <laughs> oh, the only boy, thing we're nailing right our now. Our Austin thing is not looking so hot. I we have them tenth. They're in twelfth. That's possible. Yeah. They're only a few points off. But I mean, like that, we didn't have them like in the playoffs, right? So no, we're good no, there. No. Houston and RSL are going down to the point where I'm feeling pretty good about those picks. I mean, RSL mm-hmm. can go back up, but our playoff teams are pretty solid. If you look at our playoff teams compared to that that playoff bracket right there that you would have, I think we yeah. both have it. No, yeah. you have Rapids out of it. Yeah, and you have Galaxy or no. I have Galaxy out of it. You oh, have yeah. Rapids out of it. Yeah, yeah. But so we would just move Dallas, Dallas. out. Yeah. But Dallas can still get in. Right. They're only so two points out. So we right might have here, the we're still alive. We're, yeah. we're still alive. We look good. We're looking good. Well done. Except that you know our our you know supporter shield and MLS Cup. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> For um, people that don't remember, we have because uh, you can't see it uh, if you're listening. We had. Portland winning Supporter Shield, and I had Minnesota winning the cup, and you had LAFC winning the cup. And we had Montreal with the gold, wooden spoon, and that has not been the case at all. Montreal's up there. So, all right, let's let's talk some, uh, I guess, transfers and trades that happened, right? So we had Florian Velo, uh, if I said that right, from yeah. the Red Bulls. Going to Cincinnati, that went through on the seventh. Um, you know, I guess I'm not really sure 
why, right? I guess maybe he wasn't <laughs> playing a lot at the rim. I mean, it's, it's right. a, like a it's, it's it's a lateral move yeah. at this rate right now. Yeah. Uh, we had <clears throat> Federico Navarro signing from Talaris. Uh, if I said that right, Talaris. Talaris. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to Chicago on the sixth. That was for a mil- uh, for five million euro fee there. Uh, Tyler Blackett going from Nottingham Forest to Cincinnati, left back. Uh, Lucas Estevez going from uh, Palmeiras to Colorado uh, on loan. Uh, uh, Theo Bear going from Vancouver to Ham Cam. Uh, that's a cool team name. Uh, really on a on loan. Uh, we had Sebastian uh, Ebiega going from NYCFC to LAFC. Center back. That might that might help LAFC a bit, huh? Some depth in the defense. They need it. Florian Youngverth going from San Jose to Vancouver. Uh, Ike Para got balled out of his contract for Minnesota. He hasn't played in like two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking his career is done at this point. I yeah. think it's concussion stuff that happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Benezet uh, going from Colorado to Sounders, left winger. Um, Nico... Hamelanian, Hamelanian, going from QPR to LA Galaxy. He's a left back. Uh, he's on loan till the end of this year. Uh, Luis Araujo, uh, going from Lille, the Liga Un champions. Yeah. To Atlanta United, what a downgrade for him! I'm sorry. I was gonna say he played there too, so it was like yeah, he played there, yikes. yeah. But uh, yeah, he's going. Yikes. For 10 million euros to Atlanta United. Uh, Leo Chu going from Grimio to Seattle Sounders. Uh, the big one that we got to talk about one. here. Yep. Jeremy Abobasi going mm-hmm. from Portland to San Jose on a trade for one point some million gam. Uh, Apparently it was salary cap things that they had to kind of let him go. People are saying it works for both sides. I know a lot of Portland fans upset about this move, but it sounds like they were pretty convinced he wasn't going to stay in Portland much longer. Anyway, they was going to try to go overseas. So maybe this does work for them to get a million dollars a gam. And now, you know, San Jose gets something that can maybe help them go up a bit of the charts and letting him play as a nine, I would hope because everybody knows above season nine, but they always play him as a wing for whatever reason. But what are your thoughts on this trade? Uh, I like it for uh, Ebo. I think it, it allows him like, I know it's a move way down the table, but I think it allows him to get into a position where I think he's going to be effective. I know they've been playing trophies at, like a striker at times and Kate Cal at times will play striker, but I think they've come to realize Kate Cal might have been better as a winger. So I think with Christian Espinoza, Kate Cal, and Shofis, those are really good creative attacking players. If you add Jeremy Obobese into that mix, like that's a really, really good front four that I think that that I don't know if San Jose's got enough in the tank right now to do anything about it. I know their defense is oftentimes skepti or sketchy. Um, it's skeptical in the way that you think about a team that needs to make a playoff push. Um, you'd be skeptical about the defense and, and Marchinkowski and his development. But I think with Ibobasi, I mean, there's just moments with Ibobasi, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I know in MLS is back, he's played well. But, I mean, th- this is a move, I think, that's like one of those change of scenery. 
I think it helps. It gets Portland, uh, I guess, some money that they can do something with later on. Um, I know that, uh, you know, this really helps with uh, San Jose in, in scoring goals. Um, so I, I, I guess I agree, but I, I think it actually is more beneficial for San Jose. I think they found a future striker, a future nine. Um, so I think that that's something that, that they were looking for, and it's something that will help San Jose. Um, so I'm excited for it. I, I hope he gets a chance to kind of prove himself uh, on one of these U.S. men's national team rosters because I do think he's one of the ones left that that has a lot of talent that I think could be beneficial to Greg. You know, if it's not now, it might be down the road at, at one of these cups or one of these matches. But uh, I think that Jeremy's going to get some time here in San Jose to finally prove himself. Transfers, okay. Ibobasi. Yeah, Ibobasi. Uh We had uh, Pedro Veit going from Independiente del Valle to Vancouver. We had Busio officially from SKC to Ven- uh, Venezia. Jose Maori from Talaris to Sporting Kansas City. We had Houston loaning Bazama out to Charlotte Independence. We had... Uh, Cartagena uh, going, f- uh, selling Carasquila uh, to Houston on loan. Uh, Frankowski from Chicago, he scored against the Union and then he shipped out the lens over in France. Uh, we had the Galaxy bring in from Frankfurt, Dejan Jovilic. Uh, Sam Bynes officially moving on from Colorado to Royal Antwerp. And that catches up to the Tyler Freeman that we talked about. But Corey Baird also going from LAFC to Houston as he went from RSL to LAFC in the offseason. So he's still having some difficulty finding his place in this uh, wide world. But anything you have to say about these transfers or trades? No, I think, you know, it's – a lot of teams making moves, I and I don't know enough to speak on a lot of these guys, but it, it seems like teams were – it's kind of like the baseball thing where they got really in the need to just spend money, and they were spending money and like, all right, let's see what happens. Um, I think the Aboba sees the most eye-catching just because it's MLS, MLS, and I think it's actually got one of the better, I mean, upsides to a trade. So overall, I think it was a decent trade deadline. It wasn't like anything crazy, uh, that transfer window ending, but – um, it'll be interesting to see what Jeremy does. Yeah, that's the big one. That's the one to yeah. look out for there. All right, so let's talk Leagues Cup because that's coming up uh, this week. Uh, tonight, the day that this is going out, August 10th at 8 o'clock, Sporting Kansas City versus Club Leon. That's on ESPN2. So you can check that out. Uh, Seattle versus Tigris at 10 o'clock on ESPN2 as well. Both of those games are here in the U.S., Children's Mercy Park and Lumen Field, respectively. Then on Wednesday at 8 o'clock, we have NYCFC versus Pumas, and that's at Yankee Stadium, and that's on ESPN Plus and TUDN. Then, Champions League, we have Monterey versus Cruz Azul at 10 o'clock on the, in the semifinals on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, we have another League's Cup match. We have Orlando versus Santos Laguna at 7 o'clock on ESPN Plus and TUDN. Then we have at 10 o'clock, Club America versus Philadelphia Union at Azteca Stadium on FS1, Univision, and TUDN. 
for leg one. Leg two is scheduled in September. Um, so should be a fun midweek here. Um, what's your thoughts here? This is your first time watching the League's Cup, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Orlando qualified for it, and they're going to face Santos Laguna. Um, how excited are you to see them play against some continental competition? I was going to say, it's exciting just because we don't have um, the U.S. Open Cup. So it's like, uh, give me something to watch that's interesting. And I think, uh, and especially coming off of like our run through Gold Cup and, and different competition, or Nations League, uh, you know, seeing our teams in the U.S., especially because it's a lot of our American guys still playing, you know, international competition and against teams that have historical backgrounds in their own countries and their perspective countries. And I think, you know, it's exciting for us. It's exciting because, I mean, it's happening down in Exploria. I'm sure it'll bring a lot of fans in. But um, it just, you know, mix it up a little bit. It gives us a, a different competition. I think, you know, our MLS teams, unfortunately, I think we struggle a little bit because I think we're all in kind of a weird phase. Um, as far as, you know, rest, I know there's, you know, there's a lot of teams battered with injuries that are playing midweek and, and even in this cup. So it's, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see what, what uh, some of these continental teams have, but I, I think it'll be uh, a rough sledding for the MLS. Yeah, we'll see how these, uh, how these teams do. Um, I do like that there's a lot of good teams in this, though, right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, feeling pretty good about the way SKC are playing the way Orlando's been playing, and NYCFC have been playing well. But, you know, these are um, some pretty big matches here. We'll see how they go. I'm excited. And then we have the Union Club America. I'm not so excited for that one. I'm feeling very nervous about that one. Uh, 10 o'clock on Thursday against Club America in Azteca Stadium. Not going to be a lot of fun, I don't think, with the way the Union have been playing recently. So and that's why they benched a lot of players this week to play the kids rest up for uh, the rest up for that game. Um, Friday, we have a league match uh, San Jose versus Vancouver at 1030. That's on ESPN plus uh, then on big Fox. It looks like, yeah, big Fox on Saturday. We have Minnesota versus galaxy at six o'clock. Then we have Montreal versus New York at eight o'clock and we have NYCFC versus Miami at 8 o'clock. Toronto versus New England, 8 o'clock. Add another three points for New England. Uh, then you have Dallas versus Kansas City at 8.30. And Houston versus Colorado at 8.30. And Salt Lake versus Austin at 10 o'clock. All of those games are on ESPN+, Plus, minus that first game, the Minnesota-LA, because that's on Fox, the main network Fox. Then on Sunday, we have Atlanta United versus LAFC at 4 o'clock. That's on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, no, just regular ESPN, sorry. Uh, Chicago versus Columbus. Chicago has been on a good run of form. Columbus hasn't. Who wins? Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? This is not at Lower.com no. Field, though, either, so maybe Krug wins. Draw, 0-0. Uh, Nash- zero, zero. <laughs> Nashville... <laughs> Nashville versus DC United, which should be a really good game, seven o'clock. And then uh, the Cascadia Cup matchup of Portland versus Seattle on FS1 at 8.30 p.m. Really excited for that one. That was the one I was originally eyeing to to go Mm -hmm. to at the beginning of the year. So 
like to go see what scoreline I would have seen. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to see. The here. game you would have seen. The game I would have seen. I can watch it on TV instead. Oh. Um, but yeah, man, we got a jam packed weekend. And then we have uh, anything midweek next week. That's what I'm checking. Yeah, out. Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, there's matches. Oh wow. Yeah. Speaking on the Cascadia thing for uh, for just a second. Yeah. Uh, about an hour ago, Brian Schmetzer was interviewed because Jordan Morris's name appeared on the league's uh, cup roster, and they said while that was certainly a mistake, Schmetzer was also quoted in saying his current timeline for Jordan Morris is the start of the playoffs. Wow. Very interesting. That would be crazy. That'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be oh, that'd be great. 30 minutes of Jordan Morris. Oh man. Could you imagine? And you know what's great too is is it'll be kind of going into that winter swing of, of games for the US. I know Greg will probably not call him in, but um I don't know. It still gives him a chance. I I always want Jordan to get a chance. Mm -hmm. Um just because he was well on his way to playing a lot this summer. And I think, you know, the, with the way that he played last season and not getting a chance to, to kind of show what he can do, um, which is unfortunate because I do really think Greg would have called him in. And I think he would have got a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, wow, that's interesting. I mm -hmm. didn't know. I didn't hear that. So that's, that's pretty interesting to hear that uh, he could be ready to go for them. That's nuts. Second week in November. Because what, he tore it in February, I want to say? Like February... February, March. Yeah. Probably February. It was before the season started, right? Yeah. So I think, I think it was like what he'd loaned, so he probably had to move before. So it's probably that transfer jet deadline, so he probably tore it in February because he'd been there for a little bit before he tore it. Mm -hmm. So That's still a quick turnaround. What is that, nine months? Yeah, yeah compared to what it used to be for some of these athletes. Yeah. It is crazy how much Good faster it's going. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we do have those mid game, midweek games uh, next week. So. Coming in hot and heavy here. Yeah. All right. Anything else that we forgot to touch on here? The the women's did win gold by the, I mean, not gold, bronze. Sorry. Uh, they got third at the Olympics. So that's, that's a pretty good, big deal, huh? I mean, compared yeah. to, um, where we could have ended where up. Where we thought they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are who we thought they were. Um, yeah, it's it's time to kind of hit a reset, I think, and, and get some of the younger players. And I think the, the U.S. has a wealth of talent, especially when they're younger, too. Um, and so I think that that'll be interesting to kind of watch the change of guard just because it's it's coming and, and it needs to happen. But um, I think this kind of shows where some of our older players are getting to the point where they, they just can't do it at the elite level like they could. And these other teams have gotten better, so... Um, I guess the other news was the uh, Toronto FC uh, took the interim name off of Javier Perez. So he is currently head coach Javier Perez um, oh. with Toronto. So, yeah, he got promoted after having uh, right as they're starting to dip back down again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite a little spell back towards the bottom. Um, yeah, it makes sense, so, though. I mean, you're probably yeah. not going to find anybody to really put in there at the rest no. of this, um, you know, the you know, for the rest of this year, you know, yeah. we're already like more than halfway, right? right. Uh, Months wise anyway, but uh, schedule wise, we're at 19 games at most. Yeah. We're more than halfway through mm -hmm. at this point. There's no reason to 
try to get somebody in there when you can give them a fresh year to kind of construct everything and get them ready to go. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe they'll just keep him as you know, because you can make him not interim right now, and then yeah. say, "Hey, we're giving you faith." And then if he still doesn't turn it around, you could be like, "Ah, we're letting you go." Yeah, and I and I have heard that uh, Gabriel Heinze and uh, Chris Armis are <laughs> they're looking for a job. <laughs> yeah, let's just hire Chris Armis and then grow hair, and then could you him. imagine if they signed him back again? They're like, oh, wait, I don't know if that's ever back. happened in the history of sports where it like Jose. fired and then I guess yeah, that's kind <laughs> of say from Chelsea to yeah. back to Chelsea years later, but yeah, yeah, a little different, a little different because a little bit. Chelsea weren't like last place when they yeah. when they let him go. Man, I'm really excited for this DC Nashville game coming up here. So I think that's one I'm circling right now. Are any any that you're circling right now for the uh, weekend that you're like? I mean, obviously that Cascadia game, but yeah. I, it doesn't have the same. I mean, it'll be intense. Don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't have the same. Just because I guess they're not playing as well as they normally are mm-hmm. um i don't know I, I guess if i'm trying if i'm picking other than the one that you've picked i want to say i guess just because of the allure um no you know what never mind never mind i found one that i like uh i like the kansas city dallas game i like the way dallas has been playing and with sporting kansas city on fire um kind of interested to see those two collide with each other uh, just because i think they're both playing well they're both in great uh, form and i think you know, Dallas has found something without uh, Tanner Tessman, man. Big, big ups to Tanner. Just absolutely clogging up the system there. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, but it should be exciting. Um, I just want to see if Kansas City can continue to play well without Pusio too. Like, I'm really interested to see how they perform without him and if they can kind of keep this run of form going. Um, something tells me Peter Vermees is one of those guys that can keep it going. So. Yeah, I think so too because Busio was not a big part of that team even last year. Yet, yeah. So, and they were they were pretty decent. So, yeah. I don't think it should be that big of an issue for them. Uh, we'll see though, right? I mean, well, so they got Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuzer. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks for them for jumping on last week. We uh, had a solid episode last week. So it was. It's good. So solid. You might need your uh, your yeah, day. Your yeah. day. And if that, um, if that doesn't get you, well, I guess we can't say that other one because. Yeah, we, we don't have the sponsor. Yeah. We can't yeah. do that. No, we can't. We're but open for business, though. We are. We are. Uh, and we're looking at you, Einstein. Einstein Bros. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, they follow us now. Yeah. Let's make this happen. Right. Uh, you know, if you use promo code stateside when you're using their mobile app, you get 50% off. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Our bagels like two bucks. <laughs> I wonder what they would actually do as like a deal, though. You know, like I like, don't know. I feel like we, I feel like right? we can keep harassing. A free bagel, them. free bagel on Fridays after an Orlando shutout. A bagel for the Schlegel. There you go. If you haven't seen our tweet, go over to our tweet. Uh, it was a pen tweet. I don't know if it's pen currently. Um, but we're not getting the ten thousand. No, but if you go to our media section where like you post pictures and stuff on Twitter, you can mm-hmm. find the tweet and then you can kind of trace that back. We we got to like eighty something, and I'm like ten thousands a lot. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we can haggle for like a coupon or something, Jordan. Maybe a free Einstein bagels coffee least, mug or something. At least get one of ours. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just pick us up, Einstein. Could you imagine that'd be a huge sponsorship? Einstein Bros, <laughs> if you're listening, please help us. No, I'm kidding. I won't beg. I'm not listening. Okay. No. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up, right? We good? Yeah, we're good. Just hungry for a bagel now. On Twitter, you can follow us at Stateside Show, Instagram at Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show. Email us stateside show at gmail.com or follow the link tree. You can find our YouTube there if you want to give a shot at watching this instead of listening to it. Um, we are a lot prettier than we sound. For the sight gags, right? And, uh, <laughs> that was wild. I think I just had a stroke. And yeah, so that's it. Uh, thanks for checking it out with us. And we will talk all these League Cups, Champions League, and uh, weekend action next Tuesday. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Tomorrow, throw of his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. men's national team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.